a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. In the context of this attack and escalating violence, it's important that the government and people of Israel know America's commitment to their security remains ironclad. That commitment is backed up by nearly 75 years of United States support. Uh, America's commitment has never wavered. It never will. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken arrived in Israel today amid rising tensions in the region. Violence between Israel and Palestine has been escalating, and Israeli's new government is proposing sweeping changes to the country's judicial system, sparking protest against Benjamin Netanyahu and his new government. What changes are being posed, and uh, can Secretary Blinken do more during his diplomatic uh, visit to encourage peace and preventing escalating violence in the Middle East. Taylor is what we want to talk about in this next section. Yeah, um, We're lucky today to have Amos Guerra, who is an Israeli-American professor of law at the University of Utah, to join us today and talk through this, in- this evolving issue and this incredibly important issue. Thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Uh, do we have eight minutes or do we have eight months to discuss this? <laughs> That's exactly. That's right. <laughs> Pro- professor, um, my understanding is you used to live in Israel. Are you in Israel I live in, right now? No, I live in I, I live in Israel. Okay. I teach at the U. I commute. Ah, <laughs> great. Okay. So you, when we're talking about a turbulent time there on the ground, certainly uh, you are the uh, yeah, expert. I just, got back, I just got back two weeks ago. I mean, I, I live in Israel. My family's there. We're very, very involved. You referenced the, the demonstrations against Netanyahu. My family is very involved in all this stuff. Okay, so let's start maybe that. Netanyahu's new government is proposing changes to, among th- many things, the judicial system in Israel. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us more about those proposals and why they're so controversial? Of course. Um, I shared um, with you all the letter that was signed by now. will be close to 200 American and Israeli law professors directly related to Netanyahu's efforts to overrule, undermine, destroy the judiciary. The, the critical issues we have in Israel, what's called an overrule law, or they want an overrule law, which means that the parliament, the Knesset, will have the power to overrule um, any Supreme Court decision. That absolutely uh, eviscerates separation mm. of powers and checks and balances. That's one. Two, uh, we have a a judicial commission that uh, appoints judges, including Supreme Court justices. Netanyahu would like for the parliament, the Knesset, to have, in essence, to vote on justices, much like the American system. But it's very dangerous to compare the American system to the Israeli system. Mm -hmm. 
because the primary reason for this uh, overhaul of the Israeli legal system is for one reason and one reason only, and that is that Netanyahu, is, as we speak, is on trial. Uh, there are four indictments against him. And the, and the sole purpose of this massive overhaul undermining is to ensure that he will not end up in jail. So I want in, to... Order to ensure, in order to ensure that, because by law in Israel, there's a problem in Israeli law. You, cannot, you can be a sitting prime minister under indictment. You cannot be a minister under indictment, but you can be a prime minister under indictment. Why? Because unfortunately, there's a loophole in the law that obviously won't be closed now. But part and parcel of this, again, you can pick whichever adjective you want. And the reason that I was one of the three leaders of the letter that has been published now is receiving significant media attention in Israel is because if you believe in separation of powers and checks and balances, you need a, you need a judiciary that is strong, as in, strong and independent, which is what he is trying to frankly, to destroy. Part and parcel of that, and related to that, is you referenced um, the, the, uh, you know, what has been in the last 72, 96 hours, the spike in terrorism. But the, the two aren't related. There was indeed a terrible terrorist attack on Friday night in which seven Israelis in Jerusalem were killed. And then there was a terrorist attack Saturday morning in which two Israelis were, ki- were injured. But from the government's perspective, particularly the new we would call an American, in English, in America, English, the minister of, of, call it of Homeland Security, not quite the right term. Mm-hmm. He's a extreme right winger. I mean, mm-hmm. extreme, extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and his sole agenda is he's a fascist, for lack of a better term. And what he wants to do is a harsh hand against not only Palestinian terrorists, which is fine, against the, the, the entire Palestinian entity, which is not fine. Um, and that's why Blinken today, you have to read between the lines of Blinken. Yes, he, he expressed American concern and American sympathy and all that, um, but he speaks between the lines. And he, in his meeting with Netanyahu, he warned him about the unintended or intended consequences of the judicial reform, mm. signaling that American discomfort with that. In addition to that, in the last week, there have been, in addition to our letter, there have been letters from leading Israeli economists. And on Thursday, um, a significant venture capitalist investment firm indicated that it's pulling out of Israel. The whole point is that undermining the judiciary will have very significant consequences on the economy and, frankly, on those who invest in the Israeli market. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, yeah. 
Certainly. We are speaking with Professor Amos Giora, who is an Israeli-American professor of law at the University of Utah about the turbulent situation in Israel. Uh, you reference, Professor, uh, the uh, you know the fighting, the groups on both sides. There has been a number of uh, you know a lot a lot of people getting killed. Uh, this government and its posture seems to be uh, you know further promoting escalation. Now, does this government want to push further into the West Bank? What, what do you well, see? That's a happening? great question. So the cold question of would would they like to um, get eight eight minutes or eight months, right? Would they want to annex the West Bank and make that a part of Israel? Yes. Are they capable of doing that? Maybe. Can they do it politically vis-a-vis the United States? No, not at all. But it is absolutely on the agenda of the two extreme right-wing parties. Full stop. I need to say that Netanyahu, whose ticket is national security, counterterrorism, he at the end of the day is actually really, really cautious. There's a difference between Netanyahu verbiage and Netanyahu language. And, as you know, on Wednesday there was a counterterrorism attack in the West Bank city of Janine in which nine or ten Palestinian terrorists were killed. Um, most of us would tell you, you know, that's life. That's terrorism, counterterrorism. The question is, are you, do you have the ability to, to limit the counterterrorism to the individuals who are legitimate targets or not? My take on the, on the commanders, on the, on the ground commanders, on the ground commanders, they have zero interest in escalation. There may be a tension there between the, the, the Israel Defense Forces and the politicians, but at the end of the day, the ones on the ground are the commanders, not the politicians. And so on that note, I'm not concerned. The rhetoric is something different. Yeah, so I'm interested. I want to follow the Netanyahu line again. Um, you, as as you know, you, you as you've stated, you've, you've been involved in watching for years, and um, Benjamin Netanyahu has one of the most interesting political careers, I think, in the world in, in how many times he's lost and gained power back. Uh, juxtaposing that, the relationship with um, American executive branch, mm-hmm. what's different this round? Is he is he do you compare him to any oh. of his tactics in the past or is this a whole new situation? That's a great, great question. So I've been watching Netanyahu for Lord knows for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the way the parliamentary system works is you enter into a coalition government. And coalition government is you have to negotiate with each of your coalition partners because, remember, you have to have the threshold of 61 seats in the parliament. Right. When he negotiated with the four or five, depends how you count, parties, he in 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 English in American English I would say he gave away the candy store, right. and the way he gave the reason he gave away the candy store, un, I mean absolutely leading to undemocratic measures, is because he needed their support in the only issue that interests him, which is the placing his trial in abeyance or ending his trial, whatever whatever term of art you want. This government is far more extreme than any previous Netanyahu government and immeasurably more extreme than any previous Israeli government. And that's the reason that if you follow this carefully, you'll see that every Saturday night now, there are huge rallies, not only in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and Haifa and other cities. This past week, there were 150,000 people. The previous week, there were over 150,000 people demonstrating. Yesterday, high school students, highest school students took to the street. I just got an email now that reserve officers, reserve soldiers are going to demonstrate. Um, um, the financial sector is demonstrating there really is a, a mm-hmm. increasing opposition, but yeah. hang on. 
but but he we, was unfortunately professor we have to wrap it there thank you so much for joining us to talk thank about you. israel we will have you back soon listeners stay tuned we have a great conversation next about utah's new state flag I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.